When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 everybody. Um, my name is Catherine. I am the podcast host of Chakras and Cuss Words. I am the brand creator as well. I concentrate on everything chakra system, astrology, and also uh, tarot. I put up my links right there to my podcast for you guys to subscribe. I release a new podcast every every probably lately it's been pretty frequent it's almost been like every monday but it's usually bi-weekly for actual uh podcast episodes today's um topic today's room is all about the astrology dates for the month of august so many of us probably are really getting excited for the transition from July. I know plenty of us are probably sad to see July go. July has been a good month. It has been a good month for many zodiacs. It has had a lot of high energy moments, especially with the solar plex chakra, the heart chakra, and also with a lot of center of overall growth and overall achievements with many of the zodiacs. It's been a good area on a collective level. It's been a good space on an area towards healing. We had some good, some good moments during this uh, month. We definitely had some good conjunctions. We had, um, the full moon in Capricorn. We had a lot of good energy. We had Venus entering Cancer. We definitely had some good moments in the month of July. I will be honest, the month of August has a lot of people a little bit nervous, I guess you could say, a little bit um, not sure where they should center their energy, not sure where they should move forward. Some of the dates in August are a little very much high structured in um, in areas that we haven't really been in. We do have a lot of Uranus or Uranus, however you pronounce it. I pro pronounce it Uranus. Um, Uranus energy in the month of August. So let's start with the dates that we're really going to pay attention to. So as some of you guys might know, August 1st, the first week of August is a very high energy month. We have Mars in Taurus conjuncts Uranus in Taurus. These two together really bring on that Mm, that area of kind of like, ooh, like a struggle, right? A struggle for freedom, a struggle of independence, and really that struggle of who I am, where I'm at, how I'm feeling. I do do most of my astrology on an individual level on how it 
affects the collective as a whole, um, this energy is going to make a lot of us probably feel a little constricted because we do have this week really transitioning into a lot of different areas. As many of you know, Uranus is known for its kind of, mm, how can you say it? Some people see Uranus as a revolutionary, as a rebellious energy, as a energy that's very unpredictable. This energy rules um, the Aquarius. Uh, Aquarius is the humanitarian. Aquarius is the collective. Aquarius is the one who is known for seeking that water from the lakes, seeking that water and bringing it back to the villages as the humanitarian. But the Aquarius is also known for its strong dominance of spontaneous, its strong energy of a upshift of not liking something will really almost detach from the moment and get up and leave. Aquariuses are also known for a high intensity of uniqueness. So when we have this energy with Taurus, which Taurus is also known for being very structured and stable with Mars, it really lets us know that this is going to be almost like an explosive conjunction. This is almost going to be a dynamic with possibly politics, possibly with new information, but more as people kind of wanting to break away. Um, and this energy is really going to go for the whole month and almost not just the whole month, but really for this first week of August, we might see some real changes on the collective level. We might also see some changes that make us feel a little uneasy, make us feel a lot of uncenter. We don't, we do know that with Uranus conjunctions, there has been time that it's really been an area where we see um, health concerns, um, we see quote unquote concerns with the community on a level like that. So it could be an area where we see more talking about certain illnesses, talking about certain viruses, certain um, epidemics, certain uh, emergencies. It could be an energy that really makes us feel that intense aggression. Um, some of us might even be feeling like we're being placed in a container that isn't necessarily right for us. And it's gonna kind of transition for a while. This Uranus energy in Taurus is going to happen for a while. And many of us need to be mindful of that. We also need to make sure that when we center our energy, we center it with release and having that grounding where we know that we are safe and we know that we can set intentions towards new spaces and new creative um and new creative transitions, right? 
So also a date that I really want people to look for in the first week is August 3rd. And this is when Mercury enters Virgo. So for this time, it's a good center for the Virgo Zodiac. It's really a good center for the earth signs. And as we have this impulsive conjunction with Uranus and Taurus, for the earth signs and with Mars, because Mars is in Taurus, Uranus is in Taurus, the North Node is in Taurus. So it's a lot of high impact, especially for the Taurus placements, especially for that house that it could possibly be affecting in your chart. So for the earth signs, this week is going to seem a little high energy, a little different. So August 3rd, we have Mercury enters Virgo and Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So this is almost like a settlement of ease. This is going to be a settlement of letting us explore our communication and really stepping into creating stability with our with our technology, with new advancements, and also with our feminine, also with our feminine energy. I also know that um, something that I heard on a podcast was that a lot of um, a lot of areas in um, in Ukraine they are actually burning wheat stock and wheat um for for ukraine is actually a lot of their livelihood right and i think this energy is going to also because mercury um and virgo especially virgo is known as the wheat goddess so i think we possibly could see some more focus towards the wheat towards shortages of wheat and also it's going to start to get talked about a little bit more and it's going to start to get um, more acknowledged on a collective level. Um, there's going to continue to be um, shortages. I've already talked about that on my last uh, astrology dates update. So be mindful of that. If you can create a garden, if you can create useful resources where you are able to obtain um, food at um different areas because there is going to be a increase in um in animal product and also with like wheat and also with um vegetables but on a collective level this is a good time for us to look at our conversations and look how we enter our feminine energy and really bring up topics of the feminine also a date that i really want to talk about and i don't want to like um make anybody feel alarmed because i'll be honest the fear mongering <laughs> and the fear that a lot of astrologers or astrology sometimes brings on to the collective i don't think it is a space that um is what astrology should represent, right? Yes, there are traits that have happened in history. Yes, there are areas that are very repetitive. Yes, there are areas that bring that, I guess you could say, resembleness, almost like a past life or deja vu with certain um, transits. 
and this is one of them. So we have August 7th, Mars in Taurus squares Saturn in Aquarius. And this is going to be another high impact moment. So as we enter into the first week of August, we have the Mars in Taurus conjuncts Uranus in Taurus. So that's going to really make us very explosive energy with the Mars in Taurus squared Saturn in Aquarius. It's almost like the frustration is continuing, right? And we're going to see this on a collective level. We're going to see this on a world level. We're not going to just see this like in the home, but of course, in your home, be mindful how you carry your conversations, be mindful how you express to the people you love. Um, we don't want that frustration and that constriction energy to really come out on us and in our personal circle. So with this energy, possibly, like I said before, we will see more areas of disease, more areas of health kind of be brought back up. Uh, there could be some elements of constriction. There could be some elements of um, the whole really feeling like they're having a difficult time. Um, and this can be happening on a worldwide uh, level. This just isn't the U.S., but this can be other countries and aspects as well. So take time to really acknowledge where you are as an individual in your space, where you are as an individual in your collective. How do you see your community? What changes would you like to bring towards your community? Don't let this energy really set you back. Don't let this energy put you in that transition of where we were in 2020, feeling very down, feeling very um, uncentered with self, uncentered with the unknowing and uncentered with the cosmos. Let this energy pass and let it do it in a way where we understand that we control the energy around us. While we can't control everything, we can control the energy that we have in our coven. We can control the energy that we have in our collective, in our family circle, and in our space. And as long as that area is filled with love, light, and gratitude, and strong, worthy intentions for an upright motion, it's going to continue to flow in that space. Saturn is very constrictive. Saturn is the ruler of that. I, uh, Those who listen to me know I call Saturn Big Daddy Saturn because he has that energy that makes you kind of like grabs you by, I'm going to say it, and this might be a trigger for some people. He kind of grabs you by the neck and he's like, you listen to me. That is the energy of Saturn. It's a very strong, constrictive energy with Mars, who is the leader of war, the leader of destruction in a space of Taurus, which is all about really, and if, and with a square, we do function on the negative. It's not necessarily a conjunction that feels beautiful or um, 
an area of bliss. It is an area where you feel constricted. You feel that frustration. You feel that anger of the planets. It is quote unquote, a negative aspect. So when we see that in the alignment of Aquarius, which is the collective, which is the humanitarian, it really lets us know that this is going to happen on a collective level, not necessarily on an individual level. So it could be something with politics. Um, I don't like to... I know there's been some talk about Biden um, and current U.S. politics. I don't like to do too much of the political, um, the political, I guess you could say analysis of what I think. I don't have Biden's birth chart in front of me, but um, it could be something where maybe he's making some changes. Um, maybe there's some health issues. Maybe um, there's some areas where he's no longer in a space that he once was. But anyways, that's neither here or there. Let's concentrate on this as more as an individual space. The following day, we have Venus in Cancer, opposition of Pluto and Capricorn. This is going to be a space where we probably do have this area where we're feeling a little sabotaged. We're also feeling a little bit unsure about our transitions with work, our transitions with uh, where we're at as a leader, where we are in um in our space as somebody who is possibly a business owner or working in an office or working just out of the home it might be an emotionally high day um especially with are we feeling very centered are we loving our job that's kind of like the energy we're going to feel on august 8th on august 11th yes we have a full moon in aquarius so this is actually going to be a day where we probably had some civil upset in the first week of august we probably had some collective upset and on august 11th is kind of the day where a lot of people are going to want to say i need my freedom i need my independence a lot of people are going to be seeking um illumination they're going to be on that energy there's going to be a space where many people might actually be leaving relationships might actually be leaving businesses um, might actually be leaving their jobs, might actually be leaving their friend circles. There's going to be an energy where people who have been feeling constricted, who have been feeling really sheltered or constricted are going to do this upright where they're going to say, I'm out of here. Of course, the areas that we're going to see this the most is really with the Aquarius, also with the Aries, the Taurus, and also with um, the Scorpio. And when this happens and we see the shift of a lot of zodiacs kind of saying like, I'm fucking out of here. And that's, that's honestly going to kind of have the mindset that they're going to have during this full moon in Aquarius. It's going to be in time where if you haven't been centered on giving back to yourself independence, you're going to want to do it. Because this day, this 
full moon in Aquarius is a very high energy day. So if the energy is too much and a lot of full moons, it is too much for a lot of people. And that's why you hear a lot of astrologers or alchemists will say, don't create so many intentions on the full moon. Use it where you create peaceful rituals that let you release, release excessive energy, let you get more centered in the space of the solar level, having a peace of mind, having a clearing session, an aura clean, a really place where it almost feels more subtle because we still have the sun in Leo and this day it's going to square Uranus and Taurus with Mars in Taurus, Sextile in Neptune and Pisces. So it is going to be an area where a lot of people are going to feel this dynamic of almost illusions coming forward, areas of um, what they once thought was very reality-based, is almost um, illusion-based. They might feel like somebody is taking the blindfold off of their head and they're like, wow, I didn't expect this. But this is an area that is meant for us to come light, right? So whatever happens in new mysteries being solved, new secrets being exposed. It's really meant for us to know. If it wasn't meant for us to know, we wouldn't know it. Um, also on August 20th, we have Mars enters Gemini, which this is going to be an energy that is very centered around the throat chakra. We're going to want to pick up that passion energy of the sacral that Mars really holds on to with the air energy of the Gemini. So when we look at that, that means that this is the time that this mutable air sign is really working for us, right? This is going to be the time where if you've ever started thought of starting a podcast, if you ever thought of having more speaking engagements, if you ever thought of writing a book, if you ever thought about communicating with somebody that you just did it, this is a time that you're going to be focused on that. You're going to be focused on the quest of getting to know somebody, striking up that conversation, getting to know a purpose that you usually don't have, a passion you usually don't explore. You're going to be focused on that whimsical energy of the Gemini. You're also going to have some higher mind thinking. So this is really an energy where you're going to feel that sacral chakra really kind of open up and send this impulsiveness and spontaneousness and passion to the throat and to the crown chakra. So this is a place where you're really going to want to kind of get out and express yourself, express what you've been thinking, express how you've been feeling and let it out. Also, a good day is Vesta retrograde enters Aquarius and that is happening August 21st. So that's literally happening the next day. And Vesta has been in Aquarius before. Um, and Vesta is known as one of the um, stars, one of the, I believe it is a female star asteroid or um, cosmic energy that is all about 
being centered with the collective on an area of what once didn't feel equal or once didn't really feel structured or once didn't really feel like um, a struggle is going to kind of equal it out with this retrograde. So you might be wondering, well, what does that mean? So for instance, like let's say you are with a group or even a family circle and maybe there's always like a lot of strong energy towards somebody in the circle, somebody in this space. It could be because of their zodiac placements. They have a lot of high energy. Um, they are very much centered in the area of expansion. But for whatever reason, it just feels unequal. And this is also on a collective level as well. So that inequality has already been established. We see it. We acknowledge it. With this Vesta retrograde entering Aquarius, this inequality is going to kind of level off where it is more equal for some, where they really get that chance to kind of share their message, let the intention be known, let others see them, and it's not focused on those other high energy people or those people who just kind of in some ways, and I hate to say it, it just comes very natural and easy for them. So this is a space of equality. Even when we don't feel it at first, it's going to kind of level it off. On August 22nd, we have Sun enters Virgo, and I'm very excited for the Virgo. The Virgo is actually one of my favorite zodiacs, even though I have no Virgo, very rare Virgo placements. Um, my chart is literally all air, and that's something that... Um, if you are into manifesting and setting intentions and creating expansion around you, you're really going to want to look at your dominant element to kind of have that area. And as you can see, my dominant element is air, which resembles the heart and the throat chakra and the crown chakra, those upper chakras. I really use them as I set intentions. As you will see, I have a podcast. I do many rooms that engage with the throat chakra. So sun enters Virgo. And the reason why I love the Virgo is the Virgo is a very, it is known as the goddess. Um, it is a very beautiful zodiac. It's very much grounded and centered in knowing where it stands, knowing where it grows, knowing where it's centered. It is that time where some might feel that it's entering fall season. You know, I don't know. I think we're going to have a long summer. Um, some say this is when it kind of brings the summer to end. But in all honesty, this is really where it brings the feminine back in, the feminine back into that space. Really for an energy, we're going to want to be more organize. We're going to want to look at our space of our clutter, of our area to detail. We're going to want to be centered in our feminine. What feels right for us as a feminine? 
placement as fen as a feminine energy. So if you know your birth chart and you know where your feminine planets are located, especially your Venus, look into that. Also look at where your Virgo placements are. If you are a sun in Virgo, this is really going to bring that high space of growth towards you, of sun energy towards you. This is a perfect time to start on your autumn garden. This is also a perfect time to bring in collective manner from the garden. For instance, if you've had fruits, if you have dried flowers, you're going to want to bring that energy of the earth into your space. Also, you're going to want to release what energy is no longer in your space, in your collective, in your coven. This is a good day to actually clean your coven would be August 22nd. And also to bring in the elements of the outside into the home and also look at your goddess energy. Also on this day, we have Mercury in Virgo, Trine, Pluto in Capricorn. So this is another day where we're going to want to set intentions towards what makes us unique, right? Where, what is our energy of transformation and transition? We're going to really step into that mind aspect. We're really going to set into the mindset of creation and the mindset of what has a standing out for many people. Um, and also, especially because we might not be feeling so, um, we might not be feeling so centered in the next few days after this. And the reason why is because on August 24th, we have Uranus. Uranus, some people love the Uranus energy. Some people, when the Uranus energy is hitting them, they feel it. Uranus goes retrograde in Taurus, and this is a five-month retrograde. A lot of people always concentrate on Mercury and um and you really always only are, hear about Mercury going retrograde. Sometimes the Venus retrograde gets some action. But Uranus going retrograde is definitely an opportunity. We're going to want to look at what has been making us feel so uncentered, what has making us feel so unacknowledged, what has really been making us feel like we can't be our unique self, we can't be our individual self, we can't be our authentic self, we can't be that, that style that we have, that we really have, our own individual style. We feel like it's always suppressed or we feel like we can't really explore it. So that's going to be an energy you're going to want to look at. Are you living in your authentic self? This is going to be an area for you to like face um, some of the obstacles. You're going to want to look at the blocks that have been holding you back. You're going to want to look at that space where it just doesn't feel like you've been fully aligned in your energy. It's going to make you want to look at what... Um, what is it that isn't making you feel that you can express, that you can create your own revolution, where you can create your own inspiration? And look at that and kind of have an area where you see 
that you are looking at it full throttle and you are going to have opportunities to overcome these obstacles and you're going to have opportunities to overcome these blocks on august 25th mercury is doing what mercury loves to do mercury so for many of you guys you know that mercury um, transitions out of the zodiacs quite frequently so mercury is entering libra this is a perfect time to talk about love relationships communication creating that dyna dynamics with the center of the relationship love what it is that you see in your decisions as you move forward definitely work on your throat chakra your heart chakra also look at where it is in your conversation skills where you notice that the conversation and especially if it is in a relationship the conversation isn't really going in a communication type way it's going into more of a debate we're going to want to look at that energy and see how we can create more of a center with our partner with our family and also with our um people who are in our communities and people who are in our collective. And I will tell you sometimes being a community leader or a, um, so I guess you could say somebody who brings a lot of thought knowledge to other people and somebody might say something that you don't agree with or you don't necessarily feel centered with, we have to be able to communicate with these relationships where it doesn't feel like a debate. It doesn't feel like a negotiation, right? It doesn't feel like we're trying to bribe them to make us, to make them think like us or make them understand what it is that we value. So have that energy, especially with those relationships where you really look at how do you communicate in your relationships and how do you communicate and if it is centered around work and uh, with work as well also another day that i really want to kind of let people know about because when i saw this day i was like oh no <laughs> and um August 26th, right after Mercury enters Libra. And it's sometimes just this spout of energy, right? This spout of energy going from one zodiac area to one other zodiac energy. We tend to see more alignment with the cosmos where we're like, ah, okay, so August 26th, we have Venus in Leo squares Uranus in Taurus. Sun in Virgo squares Mars in Gemini. Oh, that kind of hurts my heart a little bit just looking at it. This is a day where we're going to feel frustrated. Automatic. We're going to feel frustrated, everybody. Everybody's going to frustrate us. Everybody's going to be kind of like um, a lot of miscommunication. We might start to have anxiety. We might have to have um, the spontaneous energy where we're just like, 
we see it with other people and it kind of leads us to feel that something's wrong with us where in all honesty it's not us it's just the energy in the cosmos and people are needing to shift and transition with the venus in leo squares uranus and taurus this is really going to be an area where we are going to see some sudden change especially in relationships also relationships on a personal level it might be that time that you're kind of like if this freaking man does this thing one more time i am gonna freaking hurt him like it's gonna be that time where and it might be something totally innocent i don't want people to like question their relationship or anything like that but it's just gonna be this energy where you're gonna be like ah it might also be the energy where somebody who is in a relationship with you decides they need a change um, or you decide you need a change depending on what your placements are. When this happens, just be mindful that this is an energy cycle. People have to move in the right energy. Energy is calling them. The cosmic energy is aligning in their chart where changes happen. Also be mindful that there are going to be like unexpected delays. So even with this space, we're going to kind of have that um, because we have Gemini. So we are also going to kind of have that miscommunication. And also like this is going to be the day where it almost feels like a Mercury retrograde. You know, it's just not going quite right. And when we look at this, we're going to want to say, okay, this is just a day. This is just a moment and breathe. <laughs> breathe and breathe also take time to have some quiet space especially or if you are communicating with people especially if you are communicating in a relationship because there is going to be that high energy moment where a lot of people are going to want to bring that conflict out they're going to want to bring that anxiety and frustration out and we don't want to bring it out on others it doesn't help the relationship it doesn't help the work life it doesn't help the work-life balance it doesn't help our areas of growth of finding inner peace with our energy it doesn't help us as a whole also we might see this on a collective level where let's say something happens on a collective where we hear it as a possible breakup a beef something like really dramatic and drama might happen on august 6th so um if anybody hears anything message me on Instagram. I love when people message me on Instagram. It was like the last time you talked about Joe Biden and something was going to happen to him that day he fell off of his bike. I mean, I didn't want to cause him any harm or anything, but I'm just saying, please message me if you guys hear of anything. It helps me really look back at my practice and look back at my readings so I can see what I was looking at and what came true. Because I don't see it as like, um, on this day, this is going to happen. No, I see it in different areas of energy spaces. On August 27th, yes, 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 I love new moons. I'll be honest, sometimes I love new moons um, almost as much as... <sighs> 
full moons. I really love new moons. Um, even though we don't have the strong energy of the sun illumination, the new moon cycle really brings some clearing. It really brings that energy space. Um, this month is going to be a little bit more challenging for people um, than July was. And, um, and it has that energy element of a little bit more obstacles and area where we're going to want to kind of move forward, um, but we're going to feel a little more stuck. With this new moon, I want you to really uh, look at how we can become one with our peace, become one with our alignment of self, become one with our energy of self and our energy of the feminine. There has been a lot of masculine energy and I am basically very dominant in masculine energy. And sometimes masculine energy is very good to work with. It's it's very structured and it's very centered and it lets you get stuff done. But this energy of the month of August for this new moon cycle, we're going to want to look at it with a clearing space, with a feminine, with a softer approach, with a nourishing, where we are onto a new cycle, where we are onto a new moon cycle. Um, with this moon, there's also probably going to be still that energy of shadow, that energy of obstacle and constriction that almost feels very tight for some of us. Just be mindful that this energy will pass just like the new moon cycle. It will move as it does. Um, and it will move in a manner that lets us um, break away. Um, if you are going to set intentions for the new moon in Virgo, please do it on a self base. Don't do it necessarily on a different base, but do it more on a self base. Do it more on a caring space and also do it more on a nourishing base. Um, we're going to want to accept our goddess energy as well during the new moon in Virgo and also that area that relieves the frustration. So that would be a perfect time for like a ritual bath or also a meditation. Just really keep that area of space more cleared in self. Um, and just be mindful that many people do appreciate you, even though sometimes it might not be spoken or it might not be recognized, but they do care for you. But where you don't feel that space, you're going to want to relieve it and move forward and um, pass let it have its pass. So um, thank you everybody for clear um, coming to the room. And just remember that August 27th, uh, new moon in Virgo is definitely going to be more of a clearing energy um, onto the new um, August will have its um, its space for some where it feels more of a challenge. And for others, it will feel almost like a great strategy, <laughs> depending on what your birth chart says. So um, for everybody, it is di different. Um, so remember, I have a podcast every, um, every other Monday, and somebody brought up Lionsgate portal in the comments. And 
The Lionsgate portal, for those who don't know, is happening August 8th. I did talk about it, but I did not talk about it on the area of Lionsgate. I talked about it on the planetary alignment, which is Venus in Cancer opposition Pluto in Capricorn. That is the main transit that is happening, but I will talk about Lionsgate portal now. Um, just a little bit because I am actually having a room centered completely on Lionsgate portal. So with Lionsgate portal, the alignment has already started. We have the sun in Leo. And then what we have is it becomes aligned with the brightest star, which is known as Cirrus, 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 Cirrus. And it's also aligned with Orion's belt with the earth. This creates an alignment of energy, of intuition, of, um, of basically of cosmic strength, especially for people who are structured on creating new intentions. The sun energy is one of the most strongest energies you can have. And with the Leo, that is the ruler uh, that is ruled by the sun. So it's really creating this alignment of space. On 8-8, it is known as an infinite date. And it is known to be the date where it peaks. The energy is at a peak of the sun with the star. Um, Cyrus, where it really peaks that alignment. So this is known as a date where it has that infinite matter. And we look at it as 8-8, eight, eight, right? And eight. And actually today, that date, each year, you know, we know it as 8-8, eight, eight, which for those who know, 8 is a very infinite abundance. Uh, a lot of times it's centered around money, angel number. But when we look at it as a cosmic level or numerology level, 8 also has that infinity approach, that approach where it keeps going. Um, time is an illusion, right? So when we have that, we know we can create our intentions for an infinite process. We can create our intentions towards a time that is fully unaware of a limit. It fully continues to grow. This expansion continues. Uh, we can tap into our intuitive spaces a little bit stronger, a little bit more clear. And we also see the steps that lead us into this light. Eight, eight, and the reason why we call it 8-8 eight, eight for this year um, is also because we have two, we have it happening in 2022, which two, we don't count zero, times two is four, times two is eight, so 8-8. Eight, eight. So that is the 8-8 eight, eight portal. Um, for people who are planning on manifesting during the 8-8 portal, um, I am going to do a collective read on where you should be centered in that energy of intentions 
for an infinite process, that's probably going to happen either on the date or the date before 8-8. Just to let you guys know, um, if you are a podcast listener, I will probably put it on the podcast actually on 8-8. So um, I just want to thank everybody who came into this live stream room and um, give me some follows on Instagram. I've really been trying to keep my Instagram of chakras underscore cuss words more centered on astrology and the chakra system as a whole. I do do a little tarot on there, but um, not like I used to just because I have been um, so aligned with the astrology and cosmos lately that that's where you're going to see most of my uh, posts resembling. So thank you everybody for tuning in and everybody have an amazing day. Bye.